What I want to talk about is Chocolate Abuelita and how she looks like a real bitch. Doesn't she? She do, though. (laughs) (laughs) She looks like she would pinch you. Just so people know, that's the, so on the Mexican chocolate label, Mm -hmm. that looks, what is it, a little octagon shape? Yeah. Yeah. Little briquettes. Yeah, little briquettes. Yeah. That lady. That lady. Yeah, it looks like a. She has like a wig on and fake glasses, and she, like she looks like a cartoon mean <laughs> lady. Like, you know I mean? She just looks so racist to me. She looks like if you drew a grandma from memory. That's <laughs> <right>. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you nailed like eighty percent of grandmas with that drawing. So that's why I don't drink it because I can't have that negative energy in my life. You know, but you do drink. Get. I drink the other kind. With the other mean no. lady on it? Because no. there's another one? Or yeah, something? there's another one. What, what does Ibarra. that have? What is that? Oh, the, that's that? from Mexico. This is going to be a divisive intro. Yeah, I think we're, we're shitting on the culture right now. No, I'm we're not. not. We're no, not. No, but no, that, but that clan gets not. divided down the middle. But it's either is Abuelita or Ibarra. Oh, it is now. It got bought up by Nestle. Oh. So wow. fuck wow. Nestle. So was that lady always that mean? Or did it, after Nestle bought it? Did she, she got meaner. Okay. Yeah. She just looks like... The the kind of grandma who prefers the light skinned grandkid. Yeah. What we're not gonna ignore is when you made Abuelita and it had that super skin like film on top. <laughs> if you let it sit for like two seconds. Wait, like that happens to all hot chocolates. Not like the nah, little that's powder. propaganda. No. It's just Abuelita. Yeah. Yeah. Oh for real? I've never had it with the I just thought that was nah. part of the it whole is, it is deal. Part. It is. You're just eating skin. <laughs> we should have no a, a test. We should do it. They're fucking with you. All right, we're and we should also have a taste test. Ibarra versus Abuelita. Ooh. This is getting progressively more boring. <laughs> <laughs> it went from uninteresting to fuck. Just stop. <laughs> Fair. Well, it's not for everybody. This is good podcasting, I believe. Right? This is let's do let's do next week live as we do a blind taste test of hot chocolates from Latin America. I did a taste test the other day with water, and I got it. That's even more boring than yeah. It. It's like, did, you, it's like, did you go? And you you're like, let me see if I can find. I thought we had hit rock bottom, and we just found a new low. How so many? Wow. You bought brands of water. Yeah. That did happen though. She just went to different taps in the house. <laughs> That's bathroom. That's definitely bathroom. This is hose. They all have their unique flavors. <laughs> so what were the what were the options? Um, I'm not. Ta- I'm not gonna. I, I refuse to comment on this. Fiji, Aquafina, and. I don't know. No, you just made tap. Yeah, those are like opposite waters, of course. Yeah, those are those tap. are easy to identify. Tap, okay. Man, fuck you guys. <laughs> I mean, you started this terrible <laughs> conversation. <laughs> fuck you. Were all the waters wet? <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. This one is hydrating me. Oh my god. You know what? One time I um was out at a wine bar. And this guy was on a first date, and he goes to his date. I'm a really big water drinker. Yeah. Mm. Just in case she was wondering if he was like a a human from Earth. <laughs> <laughs> Did he start it with fun fact? Fun fact. <laughs> well, it's like it's like the corporate iceberg. Tell me three three interesting things about no. yourself. 
I like to hydrate. No, that dude's a, that dude's an alien because he's like trying to be a person. He's like, yeah. I like water. Yeah, I must have it every day. And I, breathing nitrogen into my lungs is fantastic. Wait, there are some people on Instagram who have videos and pictures of themselves drinking water. Yeah, there's a Why? whole hydration like community. Hydration nation. Yeah, is that like the, yeah. Oh, it's like. Shit self-care and it's like no survival like that yeah. you die if you don't drink water yeah, you're not it's, you're not bringing no new news I to mean, the fucking table like you guys hear about this water no i'm Dude. a i'm a fitness influencer and you should drink water <laughs> bro there's water I it's like moisturizing from within yeah. i mean that's, that's really right. what it is do you know what this is it's real wet <laughs> Yeah, there are a lot of like um, a lot of swindlers on Instagram. Yeah. I see, you know, where they just make up some shit and then they're like, "I am an expert in relationships." And it's like you don't even have a degree. Oh, I've learned on social media that I am a high value male. Though, have you guys learned this? What does high value you, mean? I don't know. What, what, what it's, system it's, are you it, highly valued? It's, in? A, it's <laughs> <laughs> misogynists on the internet are telling me that like I'm a high value male and I have to be respected and demand that of the uh, of any woman in my life. But so, what makes you valuable yeah, according value? to these nutsacks? Uh you have to like own your spaces, you have to be in control, you have to like tell your woman uh what's what, you know? <laughs> and so that's that's just who I am. Now Wow, and that's because you bring. I so wasn't much, before because but you bring so I much am. value to the table. Is that what, yeah, I mean, yeah, is that what yeah, they're yeah. trying to say? Like, they also, I'm, I'm employed. Okay, which, I, is, which is a plus. I, think. I know you're being sarcastic, but from our last um, episode, um, word on the street is that you got that dude banned from our last um, podcast. Oh, Andrew Tate. Yeah, you said yeah. some things, and then uh, the next day, he was banned from like all platforms because. Well, this is my strategy. No I wanted to bump him out, and I want to be because the guy. of the reach and yeah. the platform, and um, yeah. So we can cancel people. So, so he just can just. I mean, you, we have to wield this power <laughs> with great responsibility. So drink water or beware. What happened? Damn. I just. I don't he's, even know. He's a. I don't know too much about it. He's an influencer, a, a male influencer who just is like, yeah. This is how you be a man. These oh. bitches out here, yeah. they have to respect you. Yeah. Yeah. So you're a high-value male. Don't let them devalue you yeah. just because you have a job. So now I feel that I have my opening because I've defined myself as a high-value male. And this guy just left the left the market. Oh, right so open. you're going to be like oh, you're gonna sort s- of you're gonna see me like swindler type selling snake oils and such. Not if you're starting shit like that. We're going to edit the shit out of this. So <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be out there educating young men, old men. On how to live their best life and not let a woman a woman hold them down. A woman. A woman. <laughs> <laughs> don't let grammar hold you down either, yeah. though. Nah, I don't. From a woman? Yeah. Nah. The woman march. Yeah. The woman march. Oh my goodness. You could do a prevaging commercial with that sort of that sort of swagger. <laughs> What about you, eugenics? Oh, no, nugenics. Oh, yeah. Yo, yo. I, always, I said eugenics because it sounds exactly yeah, like that. Yeah, how'd they get? Why would they go there with it? I that don't went, know. Why no one Multi- shoot that down in the boardroom? Multiple boardrooms, right? Like, that went through stage one, stage two, and they just said yeah. eugenics. I, well, well, they, have you seen all the commercials? I think the boardroom is just yeah. kind of fucked up yeah. on, on all sides. They're on the is wrong it, side of history. Is it, just, <laughs> is it just Frank Thomas? No, <laughs> it's, it's Doug Flutie. 
is in the in the boardroom. <laughs> so three dudes, right? Right. Sanford. They're always talking about their fucking boners. Like, shut up. She'll like Jesus. it. Too. She'll like it. Yeah. Too. It's like, was she supposed to take it as well? Yeah. Is that what they're saying? <laughs> like she's gonna take your pills. We're split in half. Yeah. yeah all right. Okay. Sure. We're split, I guess. Can she get her own? Or that's why I took it. So I took it. Three men who have never opened a history book. So eugenics, the connection, I don't think yeah. ever taunted on So you, you don't think Frank Thomas was like, I'm wait a minute. Startled every time yeah, I see wild. it. Every single time. I there's a restaurant that makes me feel similar similar vibes where it's it's a Thai joint. A part Thai. It's called O Part Thai. But then if you say it quick, it's like, no, someone should shut that down. <laughs> the restaurant is called O Part Thai. Thumbs down, guys. Thumbs down. Workshop that shit. Bring it yeah. to the team. It doesn't. And they move locations, uh-huh. so they could have rebranded. And they chose not. They moved to. like three blocks down. I'm like, that was your opportunity. Do you all want to open like a consulting group, or do you just run run the yeah. idea past us? So just here, here we're just. Doing we'll it. kick it around. We'll see if there's any like Nazi connections. Yeah. You know, yeah, we're or South African bunch. apartheid connections. <laughs> yeah, are you talking about your boner a little too much? Let's scale it back. <laughs> not enough. Yeah, like. <laughs> There, I, there are times there's not enough boner talk. I will say, as, as, a, as a high as value a male, yeah, as yeah. a high value, as a HVM, yeah. you know. Oh my god, time sounds to, like a venereal. Yeah. I caught the HVM. Yeah, oh I took god. some apple cider vinegar and cleared up though. It's like <laughs> my pH was just off. <laughs> L. Sanchez and the No Chingas crew explore issues, questions, and assorted chingaderas. We're solving the world's problems one shit-talking session at a time. No Chingas, we have no idea what we're doing, but let's keep it moving with the honored confidence of a mediocre white man. Hello, everybody. I am Erica L. Sanchez, and I'm here to talk some shit. And Jorge here, we're always getting together to explore and evaluate what's right, what's wrong, what makes you say see chingas, what makes you say no chingas, and all that in between. Uh, Martin Malecho, PhD in pendejadas and assorted shit from uh, Danny Trejo University. I just came here to drink. Um, (laughs) Someone handed me a microphone. (laughs) So I guess I'm Roddy again, and you know, I don't really want to be here, but I feel like I need to be here with children. (laughs) I'm tired. Tired though. But yeah. All right. Now it's no chingas time. And uh, this is the part of the podcast in which we just talk shit about whatever is upsetting us, um, which is many things. So let us commence. Sort of like what's grinding our gears? Yeah. Yeah. You could say. You could yeah. Say. Mm. I, I'm going to start with the, with this white couple in Rochester, New York, who threw a, a like a racist Juneteenth party. And the reason we know about this is because there was a black firefighter who <laughs> who his captain made him go to this party while they were on duty. So he's suing them uh, for exposing them to this. He said that the party had racist overtones, which included a menu of Kentucky Fried Chicken, the presence of Hennessy Cognac, Juneteenth-themed signs, and party favors. And, and uh, <laughs> it's pretty terrible. Yeah, like it's obviously a racist party, but... 
But they'll tell you it's not racist. They, they don't have a racist bone in their body. <laughs> no, and they, and they used a lot of words to say it wasn't, right? Like, well, they literally, they in fact, they literally called a press conference to clear their name. Uh, but wow. in, in the press conference, one of the reporters asked them about a, a, like a racist parody account that she runs. Uh, which is which they tied back to her, which is like super duper racist. It has like a like a black caricature that you see in the 1920s or some shit like that as on the Twitter thing. And said super racist stuff, and she's like, "Well, I do have a Twitter parody account that operates under the veil of a persona that, and I have made blatantly racist comments under that persona, and I'd like to apologize for that, but I'm not racist." But she <laughs> okay, she was she wasn't doing it though. It was right. a persona. Persona. You know, she says, she said, the culture of Twitter operates that way. She says, it's part of the charm. Oh, it's, it's, it's part, part of the of terms the and conditions. <laughs> when you say it's part I of can the charm. be a piece of shit racist on Twitter. It's fine. Everybody walk away. And the last thing we'll say with the shit, and y'all can just talk about it, is, is they also made an argument just about the brands themselves. They're like, <laughs> I think the lawyer, the press conference this is like, <laughs> Kentucky Fried Chicken? There's 27,000 franchises in Kentucky Fried Chicken around the world. 4,000 in this country. Everybody pulls into Kentucky Fried Chicken like the Nicholases do, which is that the white couple. It's like, so are they, are they racist? Hennessy? Millions of people drink Hennessy. Oh, that, and he's like, he's like, does that make them racist? Uh, and... And I'm gonna to answer that. Yes, it does. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely makes them racist. Given the context, it makes them uh -huh. super hella racist. It's just weird that they're eating Kentucky Fried Chicken and drinking Hennessy. It would sound like a nice evening, <laughs> but like out of spite. Yeah, it's just a weird thing. Yeah, yeah. like they're so hateful that they yeah. have a party that An is hateful. Activity. Even their protests are just like leisurely. Like that's like just, like we're so mad. We're gonna eat delicious fried chicken and Hennessy to try to make fun of you. How many people were at this function? Do you know offhand? I don't know, but you know these were these were like a they, they were like a Rochester, I don't know, like a doctor, some shit. They were they were like into philanthropy. They got kicked off of boards and shit. This is oh thing. shit! Mm. Yeah, which is oh, which good. is great. And they're trying to counter sue. I mean, obviously they have a case, but that, that's they're not of, racist. That's one of those. <laughs> that's one of those things that like the average um, BIPOC you know has to deal with where. You have these groups that you see on TV, like those those fuckers with the the dockers and the tiki torches who are out there for a second. Do you remember them? Oh, oh yeah, who can't gathered those you know. dockers? Oh, can't forget the circus, right? All pleated and shit. But but I think people forget like these motherfuckers gather and then they go back to their fucking jobs, right? So they they exist in the world and mm -hmm. we have to fucking like deal with them. They're dentists, they're lawyers, they're teachers, they're garbage men, they're whatever. They're I, everywhere. It, they're there, right? So they just happen to get together and this is one of their hobbies to be a racist prick. It's, it's How is that a hobby, it's a, man? It's pretty like fulfilling, that? I think. That's why. <laughs> it fills their soul well, with yeah, light. They, they get a lot out of it. There's a lot of perks for white yeah. people to be racist. I think that's why they continue to be. I think it's the perks. The perks, such as? <laughs> the cargo such as, shorts. Such as all the money. Um, well, you sure. know, uh, another, What's another perk? Well, that convincing themselves the, that they are superior to right, all yeah, these yeah, other Yeah, yeah. Feeling as though you're superior to other people because of color skin. There's some perks there. If you have, that's yeah. true. Yeah. If you want to be into that kind of shit. If you're a piece of shit. <laughs> it's a hobby for people who are pieces of shit. I think that's accurate. Yes. Basically. Yeah. Why else would you do such a thing? You know? Like, you're going to coordinate a whole event to be a racist. You know? Like, yeah. You, like, you put effort into that shit. You could have drank your Mountain Dew and, like, like what do you possibly... Do? gotten some bitches. <laughs> what would they do on a day off? Like, they get a random day off, some holiday... 
you know, like I get Jewish holidays off. I don't know nothing about it. I'm not, but I'm like doing something else. I'm like, this is dope. I'm gonna play some, you know, some games. I don't know. Some games. That's Just, what you do on well, Jewish I'm, holidays. I guess I'm trying to. No, I was trying to wonder what white people do. Oh, on a day off that's unprompted like that. Like, so if they didn't have to hate, what would they be doing otherwise? Oh, he's really one of my. I see what you mean. If they weren't hating, would they be creating their own culture somehow? They um, wouldn't be dependent on everyone else. They would, <laughs> or is it only just based on hating? They'd be eating under-seasoned foods, which is what they do already. <laughs> um, I don't know. They would make, um, I don't know, quilts or some shit. I guess that's the question. Nah, quilts like, are dope. Yeah. I don't think they no, make quilts. No, they wouldn't make quilts. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Potato salad, probably. Mm. Oh. Just like a lot of potato salad. Just yeah. putting raisins where they don't belong, period. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it was just this binding thing for them. Mm. They need to think about that. They need to what, think about a lot be, of what stuff. What would it be like without us? You know? yeah. And this is this is clearly a well-off family, right? You're saying this is a couple oh, that's oh, yeah, incredibly no, they, they were like on the board like in Rochester, New York, so whatever that means. You know, they were giving money to, I don't know, the museum and shit and all that kind of shit. You know? Wow. Mm. Just, you know, to, to, to carry their influence, their not racist influence, you know, to parts of the city. And how they, <laughs> and so we can, so, you know, these organizations can care about what the fuck they think about shit. They're really racist ass thinking about shit by them throwing their money around. You know, shit like they were just doing that kind of shit. Did they label or did they name their um, black best friend? Because I know uh, they have to, they have black friends. They and that's didn't. Be the I first think the lawyer they did. didn't. The lo I think the lawyer just said default Jamal. And then he just <laughs> moved on. He said it's the default name, Jamal. And then I think that's in the record, but I'm not sure. <laughs> Default Jamal. <laughs> well, I want. They call him Jam, though. We call him Jam. Oh, I see. <laughs> but Jamal, we call him Jam. He was <laughs> here. He partook in everything. He said there was no problem. He spoke on behalf of the entire community. Yeah, we're happy we're to have fine. You. Happy to have you here, Jam. <laughs> you got to know chingas. Yeah, it's related. It's about book bans and you know how absurd it is to deny children access to information and and to literature like that's some nazi shit that's some like fascist stuff going on right now and it keeps happening it keeps popping up like in different parts of the country and you know i've been told a few times that my novel has been banned and <clears throat> it really alarms me that just the the title itself it seems to upset white people like the fact that we exist the fact that we're here and and so, and which is what the title declares and so i think they don't even read the motherfucker oh nobody's reading the books or or if they are you know they're like skimming through it to find all the fucking swear words no, they're not reading the books so they're no, not they're not, they're not reading that. that's books. not they, no they, no they don't read books they just hear about a book and they're like well i don't like the sounds of that and then they ban it like what the fuck is this so yeah we we last was it the last episode we talked about like um that book cultish and uh one of the things that they have is that the thought terminating phrases so all of these cults have these phrases that turn off your brain and in this respect the moment people say CRT, this is CRT. They're, yeah, it turns off their brain. Logical thought is no longer in play. They're just angry at that point that brown and black people exist. Yeah, yeah. And that's all you need. 
for them to take action, that's all you need. And then they do take action and they mobilize and they've taken over school boards and they've like attacked libraries and they get shit done. Like Librarians it, are being literally attacked. Yeah, yeah. It's horrifying. For providing books to communities. I know what needs to happen. Librarians need to carry guns. <laughs> But with silencers. Yeah, with silencers, obviously. With silencers. <laughs> <laughs> or just learn how to, like, just walk up behind people and slit their throats like Rambo style or something. Oh real quiet, like. As they know, shush them. That, they need, yeah, that's just. They need to hold their <laughs> finger over their mouth and just slowly die. <laughs> I'd watch the fuck out of this movie. Yeah, yeah. I would it watch. Sounds like oh, a movie shit. from the 80s. No, like, Charles Bronson would yeah. play the, li- the librarian. Uh huh. Starring. Charles Bronson. The librarians are coming for your monkey asses. You keep playing with them, yo. Fuck around to find out. Get your throat slit in the, in the non-fiction section. Hey, you, yeah, you put, you put a book back where it doesn't go. Yeah. They turn the corner, you never see it coming. It's, yeah. it's over for you. Yeah, so... I'm this just... shit's overdue. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like your library card's expired. Like, ah. And oh so are God. you. <laughs> Fucking Claude Van Damme is the fucking librarian. I would watch that shit. Yeah. I'd like to cancel the rest of the podcast and just come up with a story. Yeah. Just like yeah. keep pitching ideas. <laughs> wow. They have motive. We have that. I mean, it, is that what it's really like? Your wife is a li- librarian. She is. Um, I, she is not assassinating people with oh. silencers or okay. slicing <laughs> throats. If she was, why quiet? the fuck would she, she tell and, you, though? Because she's a librarian. She and if I knew, quiet. why would I spread the news? That's right. That's right. Well, let's hear another no chingus. Well, or can I, I do want to just touch. What if the for this movie, the Proud Boys come to the library oh, shit. when they're, they're having like a trans person read a book to children and they come to the library and then they attack and then the librarians come out. Like there's librarians on the roof and shit. And it's a oh, and just fucking It's like diehard. Throwing out paper cuts and motherfuckers and shit. Like, oh my God. Yeah, and, then, you know, and then they just slit everyone, all the throats. Mm. Damn. You know what I mean? That's amazing. I would, yeah. I would totally watch that. Like impaling the 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 the, the They animated, deserve like, it. The cat in the hat, like in the eye. Like that's the final <laughs> death yeah. scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's just all. It's just yeah. And they just do it in silence. Silent violence, y'all. This is to say librarians, we support you. Mm-hmm. And your you. violence. Yeah. And yeah, if Whatever you know violence, no, if you need, by if you any need, means necessary. Damn right. That's how I feel. It's it's not librarians, but uh, semi-adjacent. Um, they did a study recently with uh, some teachers, and um, it was uh, they were looking at a group of kids uh, on video, and they were watching them and um, kind of monitoring. And they started doing like I think it was eye tracking technology to see where they spent most of their time. And all the teachers, white, black, other, were spending more of their eyesight making sure the uh, the black students didn't cheat. So oh, shit. I mm-hmm. think it's a great uh, piece, like, in terms of findings, because it just wakes us all up that it's, like, we're all conditioned and wired to do, like, that a little bit, to skew that way. And their eye-tracking technology saw the teachers, more the white teachers, but also the black teachers because Damn. of conditioning and what we're taught to expect of, of like, it was super weird, super weird study. The findings both like don't surprise you, but say a lot. Really, really interesting. And um, I'm reading How to Raise an Anti-Racist. And uh, he talks about that, the over, 
the policing of brown and well black children mostly but also you know children of color um yeah like black boys and girls are treated like they're out of control like they they have no you know um self-control or um I don't even know what I was going to say. So this is, but this is the power of popular culture and the narratives that people are exposed to from like a young age, right? From the time you are old enough to understand things, you're getting stories, right? Who is the protagonist? Who are you supposed to empathize with? With um, who gets to do all of the things? Who gets to exist as an astronaut and a firefighter and a doctor and this, that, and the other? And historically, that hasn't been presented uh, fairly, right? That's been very lopsided. And so that's internalized. So, like, I, I'm not surprised that, like, black and brown, like, teachers are doing the same thing. Like, and we shouldn't be, right? We've mm -hmm. internalized this. And you should then actively work on two fronts. You should work on yourself and understand, like, you have grown up in a culture and have been indoctrinated into a culture that tells you that black children and brown children are dangerous, right? They're going to grow up to be criminals because that is what society has told you that we are, right? That we grow up and that's who we are. Um, so that's on one front. And on the other front, demanding that our stories get told. Right. All stories get told. Um, so that you see other people as actual full-fledged 360-degree, like, human beings, like an actual human, as opposed to a prop in a movie, a background character. And, you know, and that's kind of what we've gotten. In books, we don't, you know, it's just, it's predictable, it's sad, it's terrible, but. Yeah, yeah I never I still, saw I still anything. voted for Pedro, though. <laughs> I don't. Is that it's just supporting character? Yeah, like we're never um, a, a protagonist. Oh, yeah. oh, Pedro from from Napoleon Dynamite. I didn't even yeah. finish it, so I, I don't really know. Yeah, but um, it's both. Yeah, it's twofold. It's a big wake up call. So, folks, think about the active work. If you're passive, doing yourself a disservice, you're just going to go decay that route. And if you're active, you might have a chance at preventing it. And then, well, you tell them the story that helps yeah. too. Yeah. And it happened so early, too. Have you guys ever heard of the uh, Black Doll Experiment? Yes. Mm. Yeah, so in case somebody listening uh, hasn't, um, I don't remember it very well, but it's essentially like they present children with, a you know, dolls, and they ask, you know, which is the good doll, which is the bad doll, which is the one, you know, which, and, and children, both black and um, white, and, uh, you know, tend to say, oh, this is... This is the dirty doll. This is the black. Uh, this the black doll is a dirty doll. The black doll is the bad doll. That's a bad boy. That's the that's. And I'm like, it's so heartbreaking to know that that's not just happening. It's happening, and that's heartbreaking enough. But then you see children who are saying this about the you know something that so a doll that is the color of their own skin. Yeah, that's it's a pretty kid, devastating. So it's learned. Yeah, but this book is so good because it it goes through the history of that like he talks about the black doll study and other studies and how you know black children are seen as being aggressive and violent mm -hmm. and that leads to all sorts of violence um in in um response to that and so yeah i think this is a book that everybody should read and i think that even if you think you're not racist you should read it because we have internalized racism because it's everywhere, you know? And so, like, we have to actually do the work to um, understand w what it is, you know, and, and understand 
how we're perpetuating a lot of harm onto children. Well, Kendi's it's Kendi, right? Yeah. Wrote it. Um, uh-huh. His big idea, I think, is really good because it sort of subverts this excuse that people create for themselves, where they just blanket like these Rochester people, where they just say, "Well, I'm not, I'm not racist." And he essentially says, like, we all can perpetuate. You are either in the moment perpetuating racism or you are undermining it, right? You're fighting against it. Um, And you have to sort of, like, grapple with that and evaluate that in the moment. So you don't have the blanket out of just simply saying, I'm not racist. Yeah, what does that mean? What does that mean? And that's, you know, nobody ever says, yes, I'm a walking piece of shit racist, right? Like, as I'm walking into a space. No. Um, And so this way, you have to confront what you're doing in that moment, what you're not doing in that moment, right? Right. If you're silent as something racist is occurring, you are perpetuating racism. You are allowing it to happen, right? If you have are in a position of power and you let things slide and you're like, okay, well, I, technically I'm not doing it. Yeah, you're not doing anything. That is the problem, right? And so you have to sort of grapple with that individually. Yeah, it's not fun, you know? Like, it's messy. It's uncomfortable because racism is stupid and awful. And, you know, that's it's like the... The core of our country, you know, it, it just really is. Slavery is what, you know, started this country. And so I feel like we can't escape it until we confront it. We have to look at it. I agree. And the only the only consistent thing that I've seen happen is that they don't make black and brown people robbers in commercials ever <laughs> they just refuse to do it now yeah that's and true i think it's one of the the only stride that's been like concretely made <laughs> the only you know it's the only pact that's been kept you know the, the only treaty that's been signed that they haven't broken for whatever reason i don't know what maybe they think that's enough but that's really they probably broke their shoulders patting themselves on the back. So yeah, much yeah. After that. I'm sure there's a lot of debate in the White Lodge about like, whether they relinquish it or not, you know, but it's really impressive that they've been able to do it for this long. Don Draper walked into the boardroom like, I have an idea. <laughs> like, what if it's always a white person robbing the house of the white people that the house they're robbing? Also, the interracial couples really, that really go there. It's, it's leaning out proportioned. Yeah. It's yeah. but it like literally, and um, I think it's kind of funny it's that funny. they they just smash some people together and like, expect like a state everyone farm overcompensating. Be, yeah, <laughs> they think we're gonna be happy about it. Yeah, it's like, they did it. like I'm super, yeah. you know, mixed, and as is a lot of people, but like you know, all white and all black people households still eat Cheerios. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what <laughs> it's what connects us all. Yeah. It's right. It's right. Our love of breakfast cereal connects us all. It's what makes us all American. Um, The Florida, the, 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 the scumbag in Florida, what's his name? The DeSantis. Uh, DeSantis. If I'm yeah, not which mistaken, one, but that the big one, yeah. I mean, yeah, the, big yeah, yeah, yeah. the, go- the governor, um, I believe he has this whole anti-woke movement shit going on at like different levels. And one of them is I'm pretty sure they indoctrinate teachers now to not teach history that might prove uncomfortable. And when they say that, it means uncomfortable for white students and families, right? Potentially, right? That's their perception. So no slavery. So yeah, yeah. And so so they've exclusively said, here's how you need to present what has occurred and they have like a whole slideshow and a whole day of like, I guess, preparing teachers to teach 
and saying like this is how you do it and to tell uh, lies i know i think there's been a lot of teachers who have pushed back significantly on it but um but that's the reality that they're dealing with there right they're ex- ex- saying you can't say the truth right you Just can't you can't say what actually happened yeah what is that propagandizing children man. so like they don't like that if they don't know the truth or really happened, everyone around them is telling them this shit happened. That's that's what I happened. mean. They will believe it. That's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, and I, mean, I that's think that's why they don't want our books to be around. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, because any other perspective of any other you know real truth ruins the you know the myth that they have going in there. So the only way to keep that is to insulate it with just bullshit. That's not true. So as racist white folks uh, feel the pressure of like demographic changes. They're like, fuck it. I have to, we have to, what, what's our dying move here? We think we're getting pushed into a corner. So we need to sell this narrative hard. And if kids don't understand the reality, we're going to give them, you know, here who the main characters are here to, you know, Thomas Jefferson, great dude. That's all you need to know. Uh, Wonderful. George Washington and the cherry tree. Just that's all you need to know. Mm-hmm. Teeth from a slave. The founding yeah. fathers. Great. That's it. Move on. Chapter two. What? What? Is the cherry tree. I still don't even understand what the point of it. Is. I don't either. That big distraction, PR wise. But <laughs> that's what they did. It worked. They're like, what about we do make this story about this cherry tree? And, and they're like, it's perfect. Oh, is that the like, one? That's is it perfect? <laughs> like, what is that? I don't really get it. It's yeah. Cynical because it's still about like I don't know. Like I, he cut down the cherry tree, and then he didn't lie about cutting it down. Yeah, but why? Why, why both? You know, like why did he do that, and then why did he do that? Like he probably no cut down the cherry tree because he it somehow helped him keep one of his slaves. So, <laughs> so he was like, and then you know, or, not or, in, not in Florida, he didn't. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> right. not in Florida. In Florida, he came down with angels' wings and uh, and and beckoned to his people and was glorious to all, and chopped down the tree to give cherries to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> The children were hungry. I had to chop yeah. down the cherry tree. Hey, dude, what strain did they have in that mm-hmm. era? Because that story is insane. <laughs> they're like, well, let's say his teeth are wooden, even though they're definitely not. That's just because they then, knew that shit was so horrific. Yeah. They needed a story immediately. And oh they're like, God. what can we tie to wood? What about a tree? What kind of tree? A cherry tree. And it was like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was their like thought process. Nice job, Gary. Yeah. <laughs> Good story. Yeah. Everyone knows cherry wood is the best for teeth. It's the yep. best teeth wood. <laughs> best Sturdy, teeth wood. Yeah, but yeah. soft. It has a little yeah. bit of give. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so probably what last chingus of the of the no chingus, and then we'll get into some sea chingus, um, maybe more chingaderas. We always do. Um, we were talking about what makes us say no chingus is the new um, and one mixtape uh, documentaries. There's, I think, a couple were released. I recently got. You know, went and watched two coming, growing up, loving hoops, any kind of hoops, streetball included. Um, went to that tour when I was a kid. They basically sold out United Center as a non-NBA team. It was incredible. Um, but long story short, it was just about, like, capitalizing and appropriating. I have to call it appropriating because you could love hoops, but when you take a culture, when you go to Rucker Park, you commercialize it, and then you underpay everyone involved. That's kind of the sense I got from it. Towards the end, they got real math involved. You started like hearing like some players. One dude was on a contract for fifteen thousand. He's like, dude, he's yelling at other teammates, not in a mad way, but as like, hear me out. He's like, I still live in the projects. Yeah. Like you know, wow. you're not hearing me because you're now making eighty, ninety grand. They thought it was a lot. 
but the owners, two white dudes from like Wharton Business School, oh. and they they all their whole their angles always like for the love of the game. And I get it; everyone loves hoops. It's international, yada yada. But when you get some like street ball, a niche basketball genre from Rucker Park, from New York, from New Jersey. Like inner city, it was never on television. You find it, and you Christopher Columbus that shit, mm. and now it's, you want to sell yeah. shoes and sell shirts and sell out arenas and buy them a tour bus, and you pay them eighty, ninety. One guy thought you know hundred grand was a lot, but it's not because that's all relative. But for the whole You're, tour, it was because they for, for cause, that year of the tour. Yeah, because oh like as a year, you, like they should be getting thirty thousand a night. If yeah. you're gonna sell out, if you're gonna sell out a stadium with with whatever 12, 15 dudes mm -hmm. that you and you're selling out United Center and shit like that, like that's real money. That's it's, big money. But that's white capitalism one on one though. Like it's oh, literally they sold it and, and pulled the rug from under them. Not to spoil it, but it's a yeah real occurrence. It is. Uh, there's uh, no spoiler. <laughs> yeah. That's just everybody knew that. Yeah. So they they, <laughs> they positioned their company to sell and then they sold it and now they're even worse off than than they were with the you know the penny pinching uh, college kids. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, watch it. Watch both. I think one came out on Hulu, and then one came out on Netflix. Um, the first one was good. The second one was good, but a little bit more transparent. That's where I got some of the math out of it. I'm like, that's dude, dudes underpay. Are, these guys are so excited to think that they might be able to make a living doing the thing that they're good at. Yeah, that's what they and, all said. And these guys are taking like total advantage of that, like hope, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like it's sort of a microcosm for what should happen. Like, if all of these dudes had, like, legitimate part ownership of a company like this, mm -hmm. like, the proceeds yeah. would be split amongst the actual people doing the labor. I think, you know, that yeah. would be a fucking dope-ass thing. And I'm like... We would live in a different yeah. society, you know? Especially dudes that are, like, really specialized at that. Like, it's not the NBA, but, like, there's yeah. not a lot of motherfuckers. There's not... That's performance. You know, there's not a lot of motherfuckers who can do that. Theater. You they know what I mean? They said um, there was a moment in time, and both documentaries confirmed, where hot sauce they found, yeah. like, in I think in Florida or, or Georgia. He's from Georgia. He's from Georgia, man. But they found him, I think, he went to Florida and got, hmm. like, discovered, but... This guy, for a moment, when he got on, his name, Hot Sauce, is awesome. And yeah, man. And mm -hmm. his, his skills were incredible. And for a moment, that tour became his. People were yeah. in every city were buying tickets, buying merchandise because they love Hot Sauce. Wow. So, like, if you don't kill give them some his, equity to place. make that yeah. right, then you don't got... You're just, like, the ultimate capitalist. You're not really looking at the real math and value of, like, partnerships. Yeah, but that's the problem to. with all these leagues, though, too. Like the NFL, the NBA, you know, they all exploit the labor. Yeah. Like the average player is not LeBron James. They're not going. They don't have enough money to to make yeah. it throughout their entire career. So, yeah. what is the NBA? The average NBA career is like four years, right? And you're not talking. You're not the multi million dollar guy. So you got to make enough in those four years to get you, you know, somewhere. You know, yeah. and unless yeah. it's like fairly divided, uh, it's like it's ripe for. Uh, for exploitation and that's exactly what people do it feels too familiar from our history you know yeah. like i don't i don't like the look of it it's just it's a it's the common formula <laughs> that's it so that's a no chingas but also like check it out documentaries are well made typically good documentaries are like uncovering some shit educating you on some shit and it's i love documentaries quite insightful um and then a lot of cool uh street ball clips so check it out hot sauce used to kill the run and shoot in atlanta mm-hmm All right, the next segment is uh, Chingaderas, which is exactly that. 
We bring whatever chingaderas we want to the table, things we want to talk about. Again, we're solving the world's problems one shit-talking session at a time. Um, if you guys don't mind, I'll, I'll start us off. Um, recently in the news, I, I read a Daily Beast article that was talking about like uh, HBO Max, and apparently they just merged, or Warner Brothers and Discovery just merged, so it's causing like a lot of cuts. And uh, I just found it interesting that they're saying that they are cutting... Uh, BIPOC shows, BIPOC uh, leadership in the organization, like that they are increasingly becoming whiter and whiter, which um, is problematic on like every front that you can imagine. Um, we were just talking about like how our stories aren't get, getting told and what impact that has on like kids and then adults and everybody, you know, everybody in the mix. Yeah. Should, should be no surprise though. I don't like, shouldn't act surprised that, that, that which shit got tough. That's the first shit to go. That's crazy. Before Shark Week. But we make money. Well, Shark Week's been we make quite well established. Yeah, we spend many. a shit ton of money. Like <laughs> More people, than sharks, for the record. Our people want to watch uh, themselves, you know? Like, this isn't... Uh, I don't know. It, it, it's a no-brainer to me. It's like, of course, you know? Incorporate more people, so then it's like you know, creating all of this demand. I, I just don't really yeah, get, it, makes, it doesn't make it sense. It makes like, business sense, right? To do that, to keep that. To, to keep, right. yeah, exactly. That's that's exactly what I'm but here's, saying inarticulately right now. But, but here's their thinking. <laughs> here's their thinking. There's been no consequence. They haven't done this and there's been no consequence. They've made money. Yeah, and but so sharks needs, don't buy subscriptions. They just yet, need to get it together. Yet. They're organizing as we speak to get uh, HBO Max subscriptions. It's pathetic. Um, but yeah, they they've never felt the, per, the 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 cost, right? Like we disproportionately Latinos spend um, a shit ton of money on entertainment, right? They that's that's movie tickets. We are keeping movie theaters alive, um, but we've been doing that even though we don't see ourselves on screen. So they're thinking we're going to keep this shit going. It, it you know status quo is working, so who cares? So they they need to feel the pinch. So I almost feel like there needs to be like a coordinated Latino effort to be like. Fuck y'all. If we don't see ourselves on the screen, we ain't going, right? Like, unless you commit to certain changes, uh, we're going to boycott your movies and we're just going elsewhere. Uh, that would take a lot. And uh, you Yeah, know, a lot of organizing that right. I can't even conceive of. But, but I like the idea a lot. So they canceled uh, HBO Max uh, or HBO or Warner Brothers. I don't know how all that shit works. They canceled Batgirl, who was, I believe, Afro-Latina, if I'm not mistaken. And they canceled Gordita Chronicles. And apparently... Uh, they're slashing, uh, let's see, it says as many as 13 people of color previously in charge of developing shows like Gordita Chronicles and Menudo, Forever Young, apparently is something that was coming out, were let go. So like leadership, people who would make decisions about this stuff have been let go. So it's not looking good. And they're not the, like, this is an example, but this is probably like inherent to the entire business, I would imagine. Yeah, <clears throat> you know, I feel like they sort of did that uber model they just flooded content mm -hmm. no it just no regard for money they you know they kept getting funding and they, they just do all the shit out there blew everything out sort of you know monopolized the market like really got rid of a bunch of shit because of it K killed a bunch of shit because of the the streaming set the way they did it and now it's not profitable so they're just shedding everything after they just kind of just destroyed the whole industry and blew yeah. it up same thing with uber like they just, they just, you know, super cheap. On mm -hmm. then they got rid of all the tax credits. Now there's no competition. Now the only thing you do is take Uber or Lyft. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. hard to get a tax. You used to be able to get a tax. Like, but they, they just, but they had a bunch of funding. 
unsustainable now. It's fifty dollars to go down the street I, on that shit. I'm I'm cynical as fuck when it comes to anything in terms of like racial and social change because like been long alive enough uh alive long enough to kind of see that it's glacial at its best right like in terms of like the positive changes that we see but i did have like a moment after like all of the george floyd um protests and gatherings and things like that it was powerful it looked like i'm like holy shit is this are we seeing a legitimate tipping point right companies were saying the right things uh books were being sold people were like you know putting them on bookshelves and then um it looked like there was a committed effort and there was enough pressure behind it that it was going to be sustained a little bit. Right. So my cynical ass had like a, a moment of hope, which dumbass. Um, <laughs> you clearly, have to have hope, but clearly it didn't pay out. Right. A plan out. Like you see, this is just another example of like the moment you give them a chance to go back to status quo and what it was, and there's no pressure perceived. They're going to run to that shit. And that's what you got. Like these corporations, they put out like a diversity statement and said, we are, you know, these are, this is a tragic event that just occurred and we are committed to moving forward in a way, you know, they give you all of the bullshitty things that they are expected to give you, but then they don't actually move. Yeah. They were committed to making all this, you know, programming with bucket brown people did that, but then money got in the way and they were like, Oh, never, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. I don't believe anything they say. And by they, I mean just all white people, except for my best friend, Jen. <laughs> that was very specific. Hello, Jen. <laughs> that was uh, like my best friend is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my best friend is, is white. Yeah, so I, uh, yeah I, I just yeah. dropped that. Yeah, you really did. So nobody can call you an, uh, a reverse racist. That's right. Shit. That's right. Not that I would care anyway, actually. Yeah. Because it does not exist. You cannot be a reverse racist. It just doesn't work the same. Nah. All right, now it's time for C. Chingas, where we say anything that has happened to us or anything that we've seen that's really, really dope. This is a section for us to talk about dope shit. Yeah, I'll jump in um, with, I think, someone we might have even shot up, shouted out before, but um, consistently and every time and without fail is um, we're getting to just great, incredible Alchemist albums lately. So we recently had the one with um, Rock Marciano. I think that was released like last week. It's called The Elephant Man's Bones. And my thought, I'm starting to figure this out. I think I, I texted you all about this, but it's like he's finding very inc like good rappers with like these baritone voices. And I feel like they got bars, but he's using that like deep verbato to like almost at like a bass that's like mm -hmm. his like fifth instrument oh, nice. and i'm just starting to think about it it feels like a jazz because using a soul sample or or something and the, the soft drums and then you just hear this person's voice as the bass and i had an epiphany like uh last night and i'm like this is jazz people like when i'm bumping this in the car they think i'm bumping rap but this is so unique so paced and the dope shit they're saying is so like effortless it's not big you know uh like out of breath mm -hmm. um speed rap it's like it's just so effortless and it's cool and i he's onto something and i think you all see it and i just wanted to shout that out to see chingas because he's been doing it a long time yeah i mean he's doing all kinds of stuff he's yeah. been in hip-hop in many different rooms with a bunch of many different you know artists and stuff like that but 
Nah, we did, you know, that's like a real vein of rap where it's like this, this, uh, I won't say understated, but it's just like the, there's not a lot of bass. It's the voice sort of just tiptoeing around it, sort of like jazz in, in a way, you know, where, where it's really, you know, it, it is interesting. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's a vibe for sure. I'm going to listen tomorrow. Yeah. Which one do you recommend? He has a few, and it's he has the Rock Marciano album, the Boldy James album. His albums with Currency are awesome. So he chooses these real mm -hmm. laid back, like motherfuckers. So like, it's just yeah. yeah. You introduced me to yeah. Boldy James, and I'm like, the last album was, was solid. Yeah, when you're taking a walk, it's like it's just calming, you know. In a weird like, the mm -hmm. bars are intense, you're but, a walk. <laughs> but it's just like <laughs> as you're contemplating life, yeah, and right. taking a this stroll. Really nice. You gotta you make better decisions. Yeah. On a I wish I could take a walk suit. right now. <laughs> and you're taking a walk, <laughs> but it's nighttime. <laughs> well, I have a sea chingus, and that is P Valley. That show on Stars. It's so fun and interesting and uh the a lot of booty a lot, of, a lot booty. of booty it's about a strip club in mississippi and it's fascinating and the characters are just really really interesting um including a trans character which you don't see um very much in in series so that was a nice surprise dope music too as well yeah and, yeah and if you're into like really athletic pole dancing you know they're amazing yeah, you know. they're, yeah, i mean it's just that's the shit in the south you know, you know? i'm just in awe of what they can do with their bodies it's fucking cool so anyway i just really like it and i think everyone should watch it also the creator is a pulitzer prize winning playwright so she's got all these you know academic chops but also she's you know, doing this, which is, I mean, obviously they're not incompatible. Um, but anyway, just, just watch it. You'll, you'll see, you'll see. All right. I got three in the clip. Quick ones. Uh, I read earlier this week that a super yacht sank off the Italian coast <laughs> and that made me fucking giddy. I was super happy. Everyone was safe. So don't, you know, come at me with like, was anyone hurt? No, they were not. They were fine. It's a super yacht. They were fine. How did they it were, sink? I have no fucking clue. Uh, apparently, shoddy worksmanship is a possibility. Uh, Damn. You know, you, you can't get a good super yacht so anymore. I've been saying, this, been saying this for years. Guys. I don't you know. Can... Crypt, crypto's down. Sounds like an insurance play. Yes. <laughs> oh, me. yeah. Ooh, that shit. Still, the dude, yeah, just, their buttholes just got tight when you said uh -huh. that. Might be, you <laughs> just right. put the IRS right yeah, on their yeah, butt. Found yeah. it out. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. So yeah. that makes me that makes me giddy. That <laughs> makes me very news. happy. That's good news, right? Yeah. Anytime a super yacht sinks, an angel gets its wings. Um uh, Hulu for all our shit talking, like our shit talking HBO Max and and the, all the shit. Hulu's coming through, so yeah. a Reservation Dog season two. Oh, so good! Fucking just as good, if not so, better than so the last season. Good. Um, did you guys watch it already? Yes. Are you caught up? Yeah. Did you see the scene in the porta potties? Ah, uh, the porta potties. Or the episode where he's doing the roofing with the guys. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking love that episode. Yeah. I love every episode. But it was like I we've mentioned this before. Like they treat every character like a fucking human. Like, there's no villain in this shit. Like, it's beautiful. everyone's got a story. And, like, you kind of, like, you empathize with every fucking character. They do yeah. it so well. And it's fucking hilarious. Wow, is that thunder? This thunder. Maybe here. My goodness. 
All right, and the third one, since I'm like giving uh, Hulu some props here, I've been watching uh, This Fool, uh, <laughs> which the tagline is Julio Lopez, a punk ass bitch with a heart of gold who goes out of his way to help everyone but himself. <laughs> Funny as fuck. It's a comedian. I think his name is Chris Estrada. Uh, and uh, that guy who does like the cholo workouts. Have you seen like the nah? I haven't seen that. So he plays his cousin who just got out of jail. It's fu- It's fucking yeah, funny. It's I just watched a, f- a little bit. It's really funny. Yeah, we just need a funny ass show out there with Latinos, and it feels like you're just living in his house and you're like <laughs> with his family and go. You know, it's it's just. Uh, and he works at a place that, like, I guess uh, in California they have like homeboy industries, right? Where they try to rehabilitate like uh, ex cons and stuff I like that. that. Yeah, but it's just it's just. Uh, Michael Imperioli from The Sopranos is oh, also in it, that right? Like that's, that's the only big yeah, name. That, I saw that. Yeah. But anyway, Hulu, keep it up. Damn. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't. I mean, my seat chickens is just dope music. Maxwell Cream right now, it just is very, very dope to me. Uh, Twenty One is is always always. I love him so much. Is you? Oh, you mentioned that. Yeah, uh, and, um, and I would love to go shopping with him. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's my C Chingas and and Erica's C Chingas as well. Yeah, yeah for sure. are we putting that on your vision board? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just want to go to like right next Nordstrom to Danny and, and, and Steve then, and yeah, that as well. Okay, um, and just spend. Huh? You think he shops at Nordstrom? Well, he goes, he's always talking about, um, what's that other, Saks? Like Neiman Marcus. Neiman Marcus. Oh. Okay, we'll go to Energy. Neiman Marcus. I don't know, okay. I don't know which one is the, is the top dog. I think, I think Nordstrom is very dope, right? I don't know. Solid. Well, I feel judged. I just thought maybe he goes like boutique shit, you know, I don't know. Well, he's always talking about Neiman Marcus. Okay, <laughs> all right. Okay. So that's has, where has I want to go with him. Has he heard Von of Mar? Do you think he's open to that? Mm-hmm. Probably. Has he heard of the Kirkland brand? (laughs) (laughs) High quality, affordable, stylish. South Pole? Has he heard of that? South South Pole. If you're not buying your socks at Marshall's, you're just doing life wrong. I just, uh, socks, I just don't see the point of investing, honestly. Marshall's. Whatever. uh, Remember those Marshall's brands, man? Like South Pole is always there. Uh... Oh, God. Uh, Polo Association. Rock, Polo Association. And Echo. Echo, Echo, mm-hmm. which is the main staple of mine. Yeah, I love Echo. Yeah. And if you're a broke Shit. hood kid, you're digging through that clearance yeah. rack, yeah. looking for those irregulars that don't look totally irregular. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the outlets that had like the irregular shit in it. What were they? The outlet stores? Yeah. Were, yeah. 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 We, anytime we were on a trip driving, there was one out in the cut and we would. Stop. I love an outlet. Mom. I still do that. Let me, me get some me too. irregular Tommy just because I'm passing by. I still don't oh really know God. what was wrong with them. I mean, some of them, there was stuff that was clearly wrong with them, like collar. A lot of it, it was a no collar, collar issue. Uh, <laughs> like a collar There's problem. No collar. He's just wearing it because it's not a collar. <laughs> yeah, oh, there was a lot of shit I bought. over his shoulder. There's like a lot of hideous village. shit that I bought. It was just because it was Tommy or not a case of shit. And it was on sale. And I was like, well, who's going to hate? It's Tommy. Like, what, what are they going to say? You know what I mean? Yeah. It was you got hideous. the Tims, the, the the Tommy jeans. Hey, the, was that the hood invisibility cloak where you're just like, it's Tommy. What it's Tommy. They can't even oh, make yeah, fun of the tag, man. Check the tag, dog. You know what I'm saying? Hey, it reminds me of how for my 40th birthday party, I want to have a theme of you, how how you dressed in high school. Like, that's how you show up to the party. That's a good one. I think it, it would be funny. 
Anybody? I'm in. Okay. We'll report back. I'm just going to dress poor. Just oh. poor. <laughs> well, me too. <laughs> Shit. But hood poor. And like I said, go hit the clearance rack. Is TJ Maxx yeah. still around? Yeah. yeah. School, we could go like, to TJ Maxx. <laughs> I mean, or the thrift stores. You, you got to. Oh, they I used to thrift hard. You can find some hot shit. Oh, too. man. That's true. Is he wearing cross colors? <laughs> man, I just remember this one kid just wore Carl Kanai, but just way too late. Like, I was like, man, I haven't seen Carl Kanai <laughs> in years, man. And he had the one with, like, the cursive, like, the signature. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, yo, but that's crazy. I haven't seen that in so long. <laughs> The poor kid was saving and saving <laughs> and saving. <laughs> and then he had enough and then this, it went out of style. Oh, that's a good short that, story. That's a tragedy it, right there. That is, like he pulls up with his overalls backwards like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Three weeks after crisscross. Oh, my goodness. Y'all are laughing at poverty. <laughs> it's funny because it's awful. Mm-hmm. All right. I think that's it. Oh, uh, give us a five star rating or go to hell. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. it. Two options. Yep. <laughs> Choose your own adventure. <laughs> the fuck out of here. Books. Fuck out of here. Good, yeah.